You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, happy Sunday to you all. Welcome to the Helix Hour. We are live and I'm joined by Line 6's very own Will Volkman and Jay Richardson. And I hope I got the pronunciations right. We were joking about that. How you doing, gentlemen? <laughs> hey, what's great. up, Eric? Yep, you got it right. That's, I, I know. I, I was trying to uh, get this uh, kind of the... the, the uh, how could I possibly mess up Jay Richardson? But I was saying that off the air, <laughs> saying how here, uh, me being Mr. Canadian and over-pronouncing everything, it was going to be Jai Richardson. Or, Richardson. Yeah. Yes. Jai Richardson sounds like a, like a more artist name, so <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah. Art, the artist formerly known as no, you Jai. got it. You got it. Good. We're, we're yeah. perfect. I'm really happy to have you guys and, uh, you know, a big fan of your podcast as well, which we'll get into throughout the afternoon here as well, too. And uh, it's, it's nice talking to some people in the same profession as well. Obviously, that's just an extracurricular thing for you is the podcast, but it's also something that's very dear to your hearts as well, too. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to have you. Thanks a lot. Thank yeah, you. it's going to be great. We're yeah. stoked to be here. Fantastic. So for people that don't know you, uh, sometimes, obviously, because your show right now so far is, um, is an audio podcast, so they don't necessarily know what you guys look like. And um, maybe some people care, maybe some people don't care, who knows. But well, unfortunately, our faces are on the thumbnail for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, that was against my wishes. But uh, the graphics department was like, no, no, we really want to market you guys' faces. And like, like why? the identity is like, all right, whatever. <laughs> faces for radio. Yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. No, that's, that's cool, though. And, and, and people do like sometimes to put an identity. You know, we're talking about this on my show on Friday. Um, I wanted to do on the EVH show. I had Jeff Pilsen on the show. And we're talking about the mystique, you know, back in the day before we had the internet and, uh, you know, YouTube especially. You know, you'd go to meet your favorite people. Because, you know, you guys are, you, you know, whether you like to admit it or not, you're becoming celebrities in your own right with this podcast. And, you know, you, mm-hmm. could, you could be at a venue somewhere and people might not even know you. So that mystique is very cool. You know, it's just nice to kind of put a face to the name and to the, and in this case, to the voice. It's, yeah. it's funny. Like when we were at NAM, we had like two or three episodes in and I was like, we were both hanging out at the Line 6 booth and I got recognized twice for my voice. Like yeah, I was yeah. halfway through a conversation and some guy's like, wait, are you, are you one of the podcast yeah, yeah. guys? Like I have, I that, mean. That was the only time when we actually got recognized for being people when we were at NAM and hanging yeah. out at the Line 6 booth. Other than that, you know, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. For most cases, it's just that green thumbnail. And that's about the only pictures that you guys really kind of promote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I like yeah. the fact that, yeah, when you, when <laughs> someone speaks, like, oh, that your voice, man, you sound very familiar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, that's actually why we're on the podcast together because we have such like distinctly different voices. Yeah, he sounds like a Muppet and I sound like, I don't know what I sound like. <laughs> kind of like an old timey radio announcer. Yeah. You're not so. going to ever, you're not going to confuse us. No. <laughs> vocally. Yeah. But we've can... also, know, we've known each other for, um, I have no idea. Eight years. years? Eight Something. years now? Jeez. Way before line six. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I could see you like on a Bob FM or that kind of a, you know, hot FM, you know, you know, one of those things. <laughs> That's his dream. Well, actually, my, my background before Line 6 was uh, uh, as an audio engineer at a voiceover studio. Okay. So um, uh, the world of voiceover is very familiar to me. It's perfect. So I was never, I was never on mic, but I was on the other side. But the ins and outs of that, I'm very familiar with. Yeah, exactly. And I have some radio experience as well too, and never on the microphone either. But I was, I was like the web, the nerd guy, you know, making sure all the websites and everything. A funny story I'll, I'll share quickly is uh, one time our radio station we had in our in our control room, we had three stations. There was a country station, kind of an easy listening station, and a rock station. And we were doing some maintenance on one of the computers. And basically, this was way back in the day, where um, there was like three sound cards inside this one computer. And they would get off to the different processing and whatever. And I had I had to unhook the wires. And I simply did this. I hooked up the wrong wires back into the sound card. So the rock station was playing country. Um, oh. And, oh, man. <laughs> and the phones were lighting up and the emails were going off, you know, like, like crazy. Like, what's going on? Did you guys change your format? I'm trying to listen to my Hank Williams and I got Metallica going on exactly. here. Exactly. That's pretty much what it what was. What is this? Yeah. That's actually kind of cool. I, I like that. that. Well, you're just down. trying to get people into more genres of music, you know. That's right. I yeah. get it. 
And, and we, uh, I, I wish it would have been April Fool's because I could have played it off as a joke. But I mean, this was like <laughs> midsummer, you know, everyone, you know, oh boy, it was, it was crazy. But anyways, enough of that. Let's get a little bit of background on yourselves. Uh, and I understand too, there's been, I was, I didn't even know this until recently. I think Frank uh, Rashad kind of teased it with me. And uh, it's hard for me to retain information, but he told me about some different roles that were um, changing a little bit in uh, in, yeah. in line six. So both of you started in uh, um, in customer service, or maybe even a little different from that yeah. before. Tell us about that. No, no, no. Uh, no. Uh, I, yeah. I'll go first. No, I'll you go, go. First. You I'll go, go first. You want- <laughs> yeah. uh, no. So I started four years ago um, answering phones just okay. as a customer support rep, and then I was promoted to the senior customer support rep because we had a big turnover and I tra- uh, trained the team and whatever. Um, but as of three weeks ago, I've been promoted to senior customer support rep escalation specialist. Well, that's a big is one. A mouth- well, this is a mouthful. There's but- not even a room on your business card. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, it's sort of like a position that uh, handles any, any and all special cases and any and all trending. Um, so I'm still in support, um, but I am the highest ranking official in support besides the support manager. Um, but I feel like it's my department. Nice. Um, in that case, like I, uh, I take pride in it being sort of my department. I like that. Um, but I've been there for four years. Um, a friend of mine got, uh, we were in a band together and he got me the job at line six answering phones. Um, he is now. And he started in support too, didn't he? Yeah, he was in service. Well, service. And he was, uh, what are they? He's in sales now, inside sales. Mm-hmm. But he's been there for almost 10 years now. I think so. he hit the 10 year mark. Didn't he get the little yes. trophy? Yeah, Neil McCool, <laughs> even though I know he's not listening, but that's the guy. He's an inside sales rep. Yeah. So, okay. Um, your turn, Jay. Oh, tell so, me more. So, Will got me. So, he was, he was in support. Uh, he actually got me the job when we released the Helix. We wanted to have just like they wanted to bring on like another person. So we had like a little bit more support in case anybody needed it because we were really excited about the Helix. So I came on as like a temp employee. Yeah. So I was there for a couple of months and they kept kind of extending it a little bit further. And then what happened was uh, a role in sales, open up sales operations. So I jumped into a different department, but still kind of was dealing with. You know, customer support a little bit. I dealt with, uh, you know, talking to a lot of the guitar center dudes. Yeah. Lots of, lots of calls to those guys. And then more recently, I've actually jumped ship again, all within the company. I'm now in artist relations. So I'm the artist relations coordinator. I work with our, like, main artist relations rep. And, uh, yeah, I talk to all the artists and make them sign stuff. And sign the moral pieces. of the story is, though, that I got them the job. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and and they like me so much, they just keep moving me around. They look, yeah. you know, I got I got different toes in every department. And I bet you will yeah. remind but you also, the time by the way, got my drum- the Oh, yeah. No, yeah. not that much. <laughs> I also got my drummer a job in the warehouse. Yeah. So. That's cool. <laughs> We're just really, like, getting all of our friends here. Yeah. It's perfect. No, I, like Frank told me before, too, when I had Frank on the show, and we talk quite a bit as well, too, and he's watching actually right now in, in the live chat as well, too. Um, Frank, a, lot of, a lot of your staff wears multiple hats, and I think that's very, very cool, the fact that, you know, they hire people that are very versatile in many skills. Like, you know, if, if one of you had to jump into maybe some graphics and help a guy out or whatever, or if it's not a support call, maybe it's uh, something else. You know, wearing multiple hats and be able to do them well is uh, probably a good asset for, uh, for employees there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I feel like everybody everybody in the you know the entire company has like a minor support role. Mm-hmm. Like we're everyone mm-hmm. kind of puts themselves out there to answer questions. They're never going to, you know, they're never going to say like no, just call the number. Like there's we have a lot of people active on like the Facebook, on the gear page and stuff. Like a, a lot of us all the product owners. Happen. Yeah. Whether it's Eric Klein, Andrew Bonica, uh Brandon Frenzel, they all are like they own their products in the major sense of it. So mm-hmm. they uh, find themselves as an, as a presence online too. You see when a product gets announced that like, hey, they they're, they're the ones personally who make that announcement, yep. and then they're following up answer questions. Brandon right now is like all over Facebook and answering <laughs> yeah. stuff about PowerCap. Just yeah. like, you know, you know, you know, it's yeah, like you said, everyone's got a support role. Yeah. He's on next week, by the way, which is going to be cool. And as as a, I'm looking forward to that. And as a novice uh, myself, or I, the, I hear the term all the time, product owner. Like I've had Eric Klein on before. Uh, you know, obviously talking about the Helix. He's coming back on as well too to get more in depth with it. Share with us for people that have even less knowledge than me. What does the term product owner mean? 
it's it's a um a pro it's bleh, it's a broad on. term. It's <laughs> yeah. basically like the guy who is literally makes all like the uh, I guess almost the final calls, if not the final calls on the product. Like they're the one that kind of guides everybody else. They're like the captain of the ship, the team leader. Yeah. Or it's a project like. management yeah. role. You know, so it's a coordination and it's a creative role and all these other things that they would be able to speak to better than us because yeah. it's their job and not ours. <laughs> I don't know any products. <laughs> That's cool. No, it's good to put it put it in, in layman's terms like that for sure. And I kind of had that feeling, um, but I heard yeah. I, the first time I heard it, I think, is when I had Nick and Eric on the show. And, um, you know, the, the team was reporting back to me saying we're going to have our product owner. And that's the first time I'd heard that te- uh, that term before. So that's very, very cool just to, you know, get the mindset out of it. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. my understanding, it's it's a pretty like unique position because you've got to know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff in order to be you know have enough like broad knowledge to make all those decisions. It's yeah. Like, it's a very specific role for specific people. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll look forward there to having go. him on the show next week. That'll be cool. Jumping over in the chat, we'll say hi to some people over there. We've got Carlos Santin, uh, who's a fresh new Helix user. He started off with the HX effects. He's a tube guy like me and a Van Halen guy like me, and was tube 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 tube. Um, got him into the HX effects, and now he got a good deal on a used Helix, and I think he's moved that route. So he's here, says, uh, hey, guys, terrible storm here. Hope everyone is safe and warm, loving my Helix so much. And that's one thing I was worried about. I posted today saying that we may not be live. Here in, in our part of southwestern Ontario, we're under um, about a 24-hour ice storm watch. We've got branches down <laughs> everywhere. I figured we might not even have that power is, today. That is terrible. We're in Southern California. It's 80 degrees and yeah. sunny, and I'm yeah. looking... The window to my garage is open, and I'm looking at a at a swimming pool with blue skies. Oh, it's great! I hate here. I hate you on many levels. <laughs> <laughs> I really Wheels do. Yep. Yeah, we have to. This is why we pay high rent. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. No, I, I I envy you very much. Uh, my beautiful poison ivy is here saying good afternoon. Gary Davlin is here saying hello. This weird uh, Frank Rashad guy. He keeps creeping on my page. He's here saying hey, hey gentlemen. Uh, Larry Olson, what's up, Eric and everyone? Uh, Carl Santa says, um, escalation specialist. He's a guy who hides the bodies when customers get too difficult. Joking, line six customer <laughs> service is top notch. You I, know what? He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know going back to my tech support days, I used to work in tech support and internet. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's not a fun job necessarily all the time. Now, for you guys, it's it, this is gear to gear. And I'm sure there's days where you, know, you don't have the best of days too. But, you know, hats off to you guys that field these inbound uh, you know, inbound call center kind of thing. That's not yeah. an easy job. It's it's not. Um, but uh, you have to have patience yes. beyond yes. Uh, what you even think. Yeah. Um, the you know, and people say it's a call center, but I want to make it clear that there there's only four of us. Yeah. Okay, that was a question I had for you. So, how many? So that's good. Yeah, there's four of us. There's three people who are on the phones, and then there's me sort of guiding the ship in the in our cubicles are just in line next to each other um Lots it's not airplanes. it's not a team in 20 of 20 people yeah. you know feeling this so it's a very small intimate group that everybody knows everybody we're all friends mm-hmm. and it sort of allows that to be more personable mm-hmm. and allows people to sort of pick each other up okay. if you, if someone's on a call for like an hour with somebody who's uh maybe not familiar with how computers work, mm-hmm. you know, but they're trying to get their gear going and they're like, well, plug in this cable. And they're like, I don't know what that cable is. And then you have to walk them through everything. After that call, it's like, all right, get off that call, take five, don't worry about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have those moments. And we all keep it pretty light and relaxed because it's such a small, intimate group. Like so you that's s- kind of how we survive. <laughs> like you say, you you have to have patience, and I agree with that. Now, I, I'm I'm going to use myself as an example. I'm going to ask you this: um, Are you outside of work? Are you both patient people? Or are you impatient people? Oh, I'm extremely patient. Yeah. Okay, I'm very I'm yeah. very easygoing. Same here. We're we're both. My girlfriend says that I'm the one of the most patient people she's ever met. Oh, I don't think mine would say that. No, about me. <laughs> no. I am. Oh I am no, he's very, very patient. patient. We're very easygoing. We're relaxed. <laughs> Now, yeah. see, when I teach people things on computers, if I'm with a customer and I'm trying to show them how to update their website or anything like that, they're like, oh, you, you have the patience of a saint. You're so, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, you don't know me. Um, <laughs> I am the most impatient person and the most wound up person ever, you know. But when I'm teaching someone, I guess it, I can I can hide it, I guess. Well, you probably get perspective is you understand when you're teaching somebody that like, oh, I remember when I was learning something. Yes. And I remember what I wanted to be treated like. Yes. So I just, this is a thing about is having empathy. 
to their situation. Yeah. Regardless of their knowledge level, they still just want to play music. And we all remember when we're learning how to play music and we don't know how an amp works or yeah. what a standby switch was. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be able to have the empathy and put yourself there to where like, oh, I can get you going. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll get into some more in-depth technical support uh, type questions in a little bit. But I, was, I just uh, out of curiosity, do you find sometimes the... Here, when I troubleshoot things, no matter whether it's a computer or, you know, like a modeling device or anything like that, pedals, I often sometimes think it's the most complex thing that's wrong. Meanwhile, it's the most simplistic thing. Is that <laughs> is that a common thing for uh, calls that you would field? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes and no. I mean, sometimes it is, like, legitimately as complicated as you think it is. Like, there's there's times when you're like, well, how did that happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, most of the really really complicated stuff is with midi rigs uh -huh. when people want to set up these ridiculously complex midi setups We're like i've got this midi controller i want to slave the helix to it i also want to have that midi run through to my daw on stage and i want to be able to hit one button and 17 things happen <laughs> yeah and it's like okay yeah cool and then they're like i hit the button and only 15 of them happened what's wrong <laughs> and that's like uh well, I don't have those other pieces of gear that you're trying, so let's try to figure this out. And that's where it gets really complicated when you're at that kind of next level. Or it's really easy where yeah. it's like, oh, I can't update this. And it's like, you didn't plug it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that would be a very scary one. when you, First of all, you, you hear MIDI. Okay, we can probably deal with this. And then it goes to the next level. What, okay, I've got all these devices. That I would be scared myself. Yeah, but we know that... The, the Helix knows what it wants to see, mm -hmm. and we know what it spits out. So it's just a matter of coordination, you know, and you know, figuring it all out. Yeah, exactly. I don't like I don't like MIDI rigs live, <laughs> but a lot of people do. <laughs> I saw Eric Klein share uh, a very helpful tutorial from was actually from Strymon, um, uh, how to hook up, you know, and send MIDI commands and stuff like that to your, your, a lot of your devices. So that was kind of cool. You shared that just yesterday, so maybe helpful to some people. Oh yeah, yeah. The the capabilities of MIDI with Helix are are out of hand, and that's all Eric. He yeah, just, he yeah, really he wants to be able to control lighting rigs with <laughs> <Yeah>. his Helix. <laughs> he's got he's got big ideas. Yeah, man. He, he just does. wants like the one console does everything. Yeah. Well, it kind of does. It's a, what do you want to do with yeah. it today? That's whatever your imagination is. It pretty much can handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually experimented a little bit with reverb um, uh, on my the, on the Helix rack, but you can't even see it in the rack. You can see the Helix back oh, on the rack. I see it. Yeah, but yeah. behind that, I've got a couple of reverb pedals. I've got the Boss RV5, and I've got the Strymon Big Sky, and I kind of, uh, you know, A, B, back and forth. Now, I haven't got them set up with MIDI yet. I will probably do that down the road. I'm a MIDI novice, so I, I really have to uh, yeah. to get into that, but I think that'll be fun to actually change a favorite patch uh, via MIDI with a snapshot. Oh yeah, yeah, you can do all that stuff. But the, I like that Strymon Big Sky. I'm a big fan of that. Isn't it beautiful? Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing's out of hand. I mean, really, really cool too. If you want to use that in the loop, free up another a nice chunk of DSP. And uh, mm -hmm. I mean, your reverbs are to die for. I mean, literally to die for. But if you want the hardware version and free up a little DSP, um, that's it's a nice pedal. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. A couple comments over in the chat here as well that we're going to get into your podcast, which is uh, you know how I got to know you guys. Um, Carl Sinton said, and this is something sometimes you may or may not be able to answer questions. He says, any hints on possible Helix updates coming up? New amps or effects? Not to be greedy because I love the Helix as is. Oh, yeah, there's some updates coming. Yeah, yeah. there are. Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's all we That's need it. to know. That's all we <laughs> That's need all to know. That's all you're getting. That's all we got. No, okay, look, all I'm going to say is that, like, everybody has sort of picked up on the fact that they're always releasing stuff. Yes. Whether it's a fix, whether it's an update that doesn't have models, or if it's, one, like, the last one, 254, didn't have any models in it. Bug it fix. just had a couple, like, bug fixes, whatever. Yeah. And so just think... It's going to continue as usual. Yep, that's perfect. And, and so. it's been pointed out a lot of times in social media through the different groups and whatnot, the fact that it's almost like Christmas morning when there's an update, that uh, not a bug fix. Sometimes that's Christmas morning too, a bug fix, because it's something that um, you know fixes a major uh, problem that people are experiencing. So that's nice. It's a nice way to wake right. up. But n new amps, new effects, things like that, it's like we're, we're so blessed with that. I mean, really. Yeah, we're not slowing down. No. And it's not yeah, a paid so that, fee. That's the thing. Yeah, we're not slowing down yet. With I say we, like I'm making these AM models. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you, you, no. It's a company. Ben and, ben and Sam, Sam and Sound Design. Ben and Sam and Sound Design are not slowing down yet. That's great. So, so there's your answer on that one, Carlo. 
Um, here's a question here from Larry Olson. Now, you guys, um, he's asking people in the chat, but you can kind of comment on this. He says, has anyone tried the Line 6 Firehawk Multifex? Is it good for the price? Can you share your thoughts on the um, on the Firehawk, Firehawk Multifex? The Firehawk FX um, is... It's pretty cheap these days. I think they lowered the price again to three forty nine or wow. might be three ninety nine. I I don't know. Um, it that one kind of bounces around a lot. Um, it's basically a beefed up amplify. Mm -hmm. So it's the Amplify FX one hundred that has HD models. Okay. So the Amplify series uses the um, like XT generation of modeling, and then the F. Firehawk uses that, and it has the HD stuff from the Pod HD series. So, if I mean, if you really like the platform of using your phone mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the Bluetooth connection to make patch adjustments, mm -hmm. it's great. Yeah, you're gonna you get back issues, and you don't want to bend down. Yeah, it's but great. if you're not a fan of the Bluetooth thing, the product's not for you. Yeah. Okay, but it's totally for the people who want to use that iPad or iPhone or Android editor to build your preset. Yeah, like a remote, a TV uh, remote. Yeah, that's really what that product is for. Yeah, okay. You know? And I, I and can see that being popular. Well that. Yeah. And as the app models has effects, it's it's got everything that you would expect, you know, the whole package. So, but it's really about that that platform of editing it via this guy. I could I could see a benefit too, like if you're a musician on stage and you want to get off the stage and kind of go out, you know during a sound check whatever get out you know bring your phone with you out to a table at the front and kind of dial in your delays or your mix a little bit. Oh yeah, bit. yeah. I've even seen people who uh, use the Firehawk or the Amplify series on stage and they have an iPad like on a stand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're just making they make their patch. They just like that sort of thing. And um, because you also the app has you can play backing tracks through it. Okay. It, it syncs up to your um, your like iTunes library, so if you're like a solo guy and you're like, oh, I'm gonna, this is my backing track, you can access that through it, and it becomes like really easy. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it solves a problem that some people have. Yeah, and I know we've seen some comments. People saying, I wish we had that in Helix and things like that. I mean, I think Helix is a different beast completely. Um, and I, I don't, yeah. I don't see those two. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I kind of agree with you, and I, and I, I know it is something that comes up a lot. Probably it's been mentioned in Idea Scale and things like that as well too. But it's one of those things where it's, it's a, if you want, if you want that option, you go with the option A. You, uh, if you, uh, option B is Helix. You know that kind of thing. So it's not for everyone. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. So let's talk about the podcast itself. So obviously an idea come to you guys for, for, you know, maybe from superiors. Hey, would you guys like to uh, do a podcast and get out there and talk about the brand? Tell us when that happened, how it happened and uh, where it's gone from there. By the way, there are links in the description to both your SoundCloud and the iTunes. But tell us how it came okay, about. Okay, cool. Well, first is subscribe in the iTunes. Yes. Do that. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, I'll start this one. Yeah, uh, basically, do. Frank, who yeah. is the uh, end all be all of all this, this mm -hmm. stuff, is said, hey, he sent out an email to the support team and said, the support and service, and said, hey, I didn't, uh, someone mentioned an idea about you guys should make a podcast. Does anybody want to do one? And me, having some podcast experience before, was like, oh, I can do it. But the only way I'm doing it is if Jay's my co-host. Oh, nice. And then, and then his answer was, yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then that was it. Yeah, I mean, we, we're like, we, we're now in different buildings. Which, yeah, uh, but before we what, were. What like, are you pointing at? I don't know. This is, this is where I am, and this is where you are. I'm over here. I'm kind of, this and is then, why and we're then, on and radio. then, uh, and actually, visuals. fun fact: Kanye West is in between us. Yeah, okay. right next to me. Was, so but, he he works in the same parking lot as us. There but you what go. I was saying is like we we would we hang out at work all the time, and we we would uh, we'd talk about you know work related stuff and other stuff. So we were always just kind of you know going back and forth. Anyways, now we just record those conversations. And put it on a podcast. Yeah, and it gives us the uh, the excuse to be able to interview people we like or, yeah. or artists that mm -hmm. we are can. And uh, like I said, we have been friends for like eight years before we started Line Six, so it was just it was easy. Some sometimes we feel like we're getting away with something. Yes. Yep. Yep. You K know, kids like, getting oh, in trouble. allowing us to do this. <laughs> yeah. We're we're doing this. I still okay. can't believe we get to do it. It's <laughs> yeah. it's really really fun, and it's nice that we've. We've been given like a platform to actually talk about something we're passionate about. You yeah. know, it gives us a subject, and it's it's just it's awesome. It's also it's definitely a dream. But we gotta we gotta give Frank the, the props for letting yeah. us do it and uh, supporting mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And then it was really great because marketing got behind it. We we're worried that marketing was gonna be like, whoa, whoa, 
who are you guys? Yeah. Do you have yeah. experience being the public face of a company? Yeah. And we're like, no. no but they were all. they were totally behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been really supportive with uh, ad campaigns yeah. on social media yeah. to push it. Um, Shout out to Jeb for making yeah, this Jeb, good Jeb Cook and marketing has been so helpful with getting a lot of that organized and like some guidance with marketing help. Um, so yeah, it's been great. Live Six is fully behind us. That's one of the yeah. nice things is that you you are an audio podcast where you can edit. In a case like this, I mean, uh, I'm knock on wood, everything has gone well. There hasn't been anything ever said on the air that you know could be bad. But I mean, I can see where a corporate would be like, okay, now we have to watch what's going on here. You know, even though you guys love the product, you work there, you know, things could get said that are, you know, maybe not company approved, but you have the ability to edit, oh, yeah. which is cool. So that's, that's kind of cool. And I know they probably, did it's they? Li it's live, right? Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, do they, do they hear anything that goes uh, to air before it goes to air? Or do they have to approve it? Or is it just you have full control over that? Uh, I mean, we're pretty good at self-editing. Yeah. yeah like, well, the, the first episode they wanted to hear. Sure. Yeah. So. Oh, first episode went to everybody. Okay. It went to, you know, uh, the COO heard it. Frank heard it. Everyone heard it because they're like, okay, guys. This is it. And then once they heard it, they're like, oh, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> don't worry. And then, and then it was fine. Just go ahead. We had uh, um, some concern about our last interview that got aired okay. with Peter DiStefano because it was some really heavy content. Yeah. Um, but there was it was tasteful and kind of moving so yeah. that got uh, that got approved but okay. everything else is really nothing yeah i mean like we do sometimes we will we we have to be very conscious because we know what's what's happening with line six for yeah. the future yep and like we, we talk about it pretty freely with some of the people that we we have on the podcast so some every once in a while we've got to be very like conscious of what we're saying and what we're talking about and the context of things that are normal for us that you forget that like I can't tell you how many times we almost slept out powered cab like yeah. before yeah, I bet. <laughs> yes. well that's why we did that bit on episode four, four the one with Stevic where we just started talking about new products and bleeped ourselves out okay um, there was a, uh, it was a bit where you did, we're like, okay guys, we're going to tell you the secrets. And we actually did mention every new product that's in development <laughs> yes. for the next like two or three years <laughs> and, and then bleeped everything out. <laughs> and what happened is somebody on the Facebook message board transcribed it, trying to figure out what we were really talking about. Trying to un unbleep and the bleeps. Yeah. They said, okay, then they're like, well, maybe I think they're hinting at something. Maybe they're hinting at this. And it was really fun to see that thread of like they transcribed basically our comedy. Yeah. Bit. But we also did throw in ridiculous stuff that we also bleeped out that is not real. Yeah. Yeah. So. Flux <laughs> capacitors and, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I love that. Yeah. I, I get, some, get some advanced audio engineers trying to filter out the bleep and, you know, EQing. Okay. I can take that bleep out and they said this. Yeah, but, right. But that's the benefit of not being live because live, like you guys are having a fun conversation with each other. Um, when you're live, you, sometimes I don't even know what I say sometimes. I have to go back sometimes like, did I say that? And I've never said anything bad that I know of, but you you second guess yourself. And when you're live, you don't really have that uh, that filter, you know? Yeah. I'm always afraid to sound like an idiot, but you never know. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> the, that's how you live your life, though, isn't that? It's just a constant. <laughs> hey, man. Oh. Yeah, so I, I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some, sometimes <laughs> some ver verbal diarrhea. You never know. <laughs> you don't know what you say. Yeah, we practice. Yeah, we uh, practice nice. in everyday life. That's right. So Jay, you've you've moved a little bit. Obviously, as you mentioned at the top of the show, out of uh, the support role. But let's go back just a little bit to where you were uh, fully support. And the two of us give us give us kind of a snapshot, uh, no pun intended, of um of what a typical support day is like. Oh man. Well, so again, this is like when we were. When the Helix came out, it was like a conscious decision that we wanted to be more involved with like the community. So like I was actually brought in to, you know, look at the Facebook groups and the gear page and stuff like that. So for me, like when I jumped in, it was really us taking like a laser focus on specific issues on people that we, we would consider like power users, people who are really passionate. So I was... I was definitely focused on like what the conversation was going on. He was doing Frank's role before Frank started doing it. Right. Okay. Oh, the web, the online presence. Frank's right. much better at, at, than I am. So yeah. he, they they gave Frank took my job. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also doing I was also doing calls and stuff like that, and it was it was crazy for me because like when you jump into that role, like we have a lot of products and we have a long history of products. Sure. And you've got to learn about. It. 
everything that we have and you've got to have like a base knowledge so it was uh it was it was fun literally every day i was learning something new about our stuff and then relaying it back it, it was it was pretty intense yeah i mean i i mentioned earlier about like that guy the made-up guy who wants to use helix with this midi rig that's giant and then and imagine getting a call where somebody wants to do that with a pod xt oh and it's like oh wait a minute how to use this thing again yeah. so you have to kind of know all of that for all the products of all time. Yes. That's why the CS guys know since Pod 2.0, mm -hmm. Veta, mm -hmm. you know, all that. We have to cover all that because we still support everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do both of you actually um, either together or share or individually, do you have one of everything so you kind of get hands on? Well, it's the available. Yeah. The department, the CS department has everything, one of everything sitting there. Yeah. Perfect. For and sure. And yeah. there's there's there will be times where like someone will ask a question and you're like, hold on. And you run into our little storeroom and you pick it out, you you know, dust it off and you plug it in and you work through it with the customer. Yeah. It's know? like, oh, I don't remember how to use a duo verb. Yeah. And roll roll it over and pull it out and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. So it's very handy that you have that available to you for sure. Mm hmm. And this is really funny too. Like I know Frank gets embarrassed every time I say this, but it, this uh, it, it all comes down from Frank to everyone else to your team and everything as well too. The customer service is like top notch, and I mean I've only been obviously I've, I've known Line Six for many years. I had Pods back in the day, and then I went for many years without a Line Six product. But Pod was my first thing I got into. Never had any of the amplifiers ever. Never owned one. But the customer service that I see, this is my my feeling as a consumer, not as a, a user, or just, just outside looking in is what I'm trying to say. You see Frank in the morning, you know, before his shift starts, whatever time it sh uh, starts in the morning, he's uh, doing all the support on Facebook. He's, you know, liking people that, uh, that purchase new uh, product and thank you for purchasing, answering tech support, all the forums. Then he goes to work and does it all day long. And then he comes home and does it at night. I mean, that alone really makes you believe I in know. the company. It's it's kind of insane. It's like he he sets the bar pretty high for being like a passionate employee. I'll yeah. tell you. But that's kind of that's kind of our you know that's so, something that's very like line six is everybody who works there is kind of on all the time. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah it, it's, I'm sure it's very contagious. Obviously, when you have uh, yeah. you know role models like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Frank's office is uh, right next to where the calls are taken. Okay. Um, so he's right there. Uh, so he hears us, we hear him. It's all part of the same thing. He'll just walk out there and be like, "Hey, uh, this guy, I sent him. A, he just sent me a message. Do the thing. Take care of him." Nice, perfect. Escal escalation specialist. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, so definitely handled go. very well. So we talked earlier about um, uh, the, the amount of calls that you take and things like that as well, too. But how do you man maintain this? Like uh, outside looking in, once again, it looks like a fantastic customer service. How do you maintain that? And we talked about patience, as you mentioned. But how do you keep that going without burnout? Well, like I said before, it's it's kind of the same thing as that since there's not that many of us, we can all get sort of close with each other gotcha. and kind of so, so we have our own like support system for each other when like you get burned out on a call. It's like, all right, just take your break now or something and go walk around the building or go play guitar. All of us have guitars in our booths. That you know? is great. So uh, it's like, all right, hold on, dudes, guys, I just have to. And then all of a sudden they take their headset off and just sit there and start playing for five minutes and everyone else just continues about their day yeah. and that kind of environment where it's very casual because we all kind of trust each other mm -hmm. um, management trusts us we trust each other and the, you know that the work's going to get done it doesn't create that much pressure right. and so you don't get burned down and we're all friends too so i mean like there's like who we we get with lunch together except for that one guy day. Oh, don't talk about that. Oh, wait, yeah. is it me? Am I that guy? No. Oh, okay. I won't say his name, but... <laughs> no, we, like, we, we get lunch together every day. Like, we all meet up, and we like, hang out. And, you know, sometimes we vent, but most of the time it's just us, like, laughing, you know? Except and, when like, he shows up. Yeah. Are we talking about Frank now? Is that the guy? Oh, no, not Frank. Oh, okay. I don't want to say his name. Oh, as long as it's not me or Frank. <laughs> we'll, call, we'll call him Bob. He's Bob for now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
It kind of reminds me of a a smaller Google. It's like, you know, Google, you always hear about Google's headquarters and, you know, they have all these play centers and, you know, it's almost like a a sports uh, facility. But having the fact that you can play music whenever you want, it's a great release and stress reliever. Yeah, everybody's a musician who works there. Yeah. I mean, and so having those available and, I mean, there's like, it's a relaxed dress code. You can wear shorts to work. Nice. You know, our, our COO, Joe, he does wear shorts. Yeah every day you know and so that kind of actually i've caught him without shoes oh but i'm just saying (laughs) but it's it's a very relaxed atmosphere you know so there's like there's always music going on too like people are just playing riffs like in their office or like testing out amps and stuff there's just it's like a it's a fun environment it definitely doesn't feel like a giant faceless corporation or anything like that it just it's a bunch of musicians hanging out doing something that like you know they're passionate about and working with other people who are just equally passionate yep i think that that boils down from the top top down and that's one of the things before i got my first uh helix product um i was researching all the communities and all the facebook groups chad's group and all the millions of them and then once i got to know frank he even sent me a few groups i didn't even know about and you just watch the interaction from the staff all the employees to fans consumers even people that aren't even uh, a product owner yet and they they just love the product. The feed, people in the community are nice. It just it's a three sixty. I find, you know, from staff yeah. to consumer to staff to consumer, and uh, it's a really good place to be. You know, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about other companies whatsoever, but I'm just saying something really good about this one. It really makes you, you know, from outside looking in, very comfortable about making a purchase and knowing that you're going to have some incredible support. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I dig it. It's rad. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know. If Fender has it. I mean. Sh- Whatever. I don't know. Are they this cool? No, they're definitely not as cool as nah, they're t- nah, nah. You gotta wear shoes at Fender. Yeah, you have to wear pants at Fender. Yeah, I think there's yeah, some people like these the people to wear pants, I think, for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Um, one of the things I shared with you fellows off the air is, uh, one, and I'll sh- share it on the air. One of the things I do uh, on the side, well, with my my home business, uh, web developer, I, I'm contracted by the local police department. And sometimes uh, the police departments in all area, all areas, like in, you know, New Year's uh, end, end of the year, they'll say like, here's our top calls for you know 2017. You know, and someone's you know someone will say, uh, you know, I called 911 because my my cat wouldn't come out from underneath the couch. But for yeah. for you guys, can you share any any like of the craziest stories that have come through support that um that would maybe make us uh kind of scratch our heads? So I thought I thought of one. I didn't tell you this when we were uh, like yeah. we were talking about uh, crazy calls before. One of the ones that I really liked was uh, it was when I was still in support. A guy had called and he was using our wireless, and his problem was he's like it works perfect at home, but anytime I get to a venue, I suddenly I'm just getting dropouts. Like it's just. I can't make it work, but it always works at home. I don't know what's going on. Like, I think it's a hardware thing, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think so. Well, what? Like, you try all the channels, and none of them work. And he's like, No, no. I only use channel one. That's my lucky channel. It works at home. It should work everywhere. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I was like, But you gotta change to a clean channel. He's like, I don't trust the other channels. Channels one, my lucky channel. I don't like that one. Works great at home. It should work everywhere. And I was like. Well, this is why we give you other channels. You gotta find a, a yeah. clean one. And he's like, "Oh, so I just, I just tried a different channel." Just try a different yes. channel, man. And yeah, it worked out for him eventually. So, yeah. so <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, that I, ha- go ahead. I was just, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, I was gonna, I thought this customer would have said, "Oh, oh, you have to, I have to bring my base with me too." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yes. but it's not that far off because the other one that I was thinking about was uh, when Helix first came out. We were, uh, we had our eyes like peeled for potential issues when the Helix came Maybe, out. Like with updates and stuff. You know, like that. Well, you know, with updates coming out like really fast, a lot of bugs getting fixed really fast. Um, we were definitely our all eyes out on this thing, and we were very careful. So this customer calls and says, you know, I can't update my Helix. Whatever I do, I can't connect it to my computer. It just, I bring up the updater, it, nothing's happening. <laughs> Nothing's happened. And we're like, I it's not working. It. And we said, I think we told him to try it on, on another computer. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. two computers it will not connect. Yeah. So we're like, it doesn't see it. okay, we're going to ship it here. We'll get you taken care of. And you bring in the unit, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, we update it just fine. Send the thing back. Uh-huh. No, I think, I think we sent him a brand new unit. I think we had swapped it out. This is like... 
we had oh yeah because it was uh because there was nothing wrong with her like well maybe it's intermittent mm -hmm. let's just get him a new unit yeah. problem we solved yeah he gets a new unit calls us up again hey i can't get it connected to my computer happen. won't happen and we're like wait a minute wait a minute at this point the call got transferred to me and then i'm like walking him through it and i was like you know what have you tried another usb cable uh -oh. And then he goes, what do I need a USB cable for? <laughs> and it was because he thought that it connected to the computer wirelessly. He just, he just oh, put no. it in front of his computer. <laughs> I, I remember, I, I, I rem that's one of my favorite days. I remember when that call came in. It was, oh, man. It was, it, yeah, he, didn't, he just thought it was like Bluetooth or Wi-Fi yeah, or something. It just it didn't occur to him that he was like, oh, oh my God. I'm, I'm so sorry, guys. That is absolutely so, hilarious. Yeah. But, so, yeah, anything you could think of where someone just did not understand the basics of how something worked, mm -hmm. it's happened. Yeah. I'll, I'll share a funny story with you that you will probably appreciate being in support. When I used to work in music retail, I worked a couple different music stores, about five years in one store, five years in another store. And I had this psychologist. This, um, this is back when Internet's just coming in. And he was a psychiatrist. I think he was a psychiatrist. That's what it was. And he ran a little syndicated uh, small podcast. Well, it wasn't a podcast back then, but a radio show. And he would record his content, send them off to the radio stations. They would syndicate it, whatever. He'd come in and bought a real small mixer, microphone, you know, all the kind of stuff to get going to record. And uh, some speakers and that kind of stuff. And he calls me later on uh, at the music store. He goes, yeah, I was in there like the other day and I bought this system from you. And I just, I can't get any sound. I'm not hearing myself at all, whatever. I'm like, okay. And so like, you know, like you here again, thinking the most complex things first, you know, okay, did you install the drivers? This is back when you had to have drivers for everything. Um, yeah, I did all that kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, um, okay, well, let's, let's troubleshoot here. What's going on? So let's follow down. Look at your speakers. Do you have a green light on your speakers? No, I don't. I don't have any uh, green light on my speakers. All right. Well, you you push the power button. Yeah, I push the power button. Turns he goes. Well, let's follow it down. I said, did you plug your speakers into the wall? No, I didn't do that. And uh, so me being a smartass, I'm like, it, but just kind of fun. Like, would you like to talk about it? You know, to a psychiatrist, <laughs> right? And he was like, he was so embarrassed, you know. But I, I didn't mean to embarrass him. But it's like, do you want to? Talk? I was just trying to be funny, right? And uh, I'm not yeah, sure right. if it went over so well or not. But uh, it was, <laughs> it was, it was cool. But how about common questions? What do you get? Uh, there's got to be the common one. That I'm, I'm sure you get like 50 calls on the same thing. Share that. I, th I think the 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 situation that happens very often is um, how a lot of it is computer related. Yeah. The most common thing that happens overall is interaction between our gear and a computer, mm -hmm. where it's I'm having trouble updating it. I'm having trouble getting it to sync with my DAW, and it's usually basic stuff of like stall the driver. Yeah. yeah. You know, and basic knowledge of like, oh, it's not working as an interface. You got to go into preferences. You got to assign it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not it is plug and play, but there's still some basic computer knowledge of interaction, whether it's a UX to a Helix uh, updating an HX effects, even updating a spider you know, Spider 5, because that's an interface. Mm -hmm. And it's like every, just interaction between our gear and a computer. And there's a lot of Windows machines that maybe aren't in the best shape, mm -hmm. whether they're full of malware or yeah. spyware or something, and they just can wreak havoc on that kind of interaction. Yeah. And that's the most common thing like, we have to deal yeah. with. Or like legacy gear. Like, I mean, as technology advances, like sometimes... Like older stuff can't keep up with it. You yeah. Know, yeah, that happens. And the, the the funny joke that we always say in CS is like, the the oh you know guy calls up, hey man, I'm not so good with computers. And it's like, well, why'd you buy an amp with a computer in it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot. There's yeah. There's there's a lot of that stuff. I remember I had a guy who actually bought a smartphone so he could control the amp. And I was like, oh man, that's like starting from scratch. He like had a flip phone before, so he was learning. <laughs> Basically, like just like the basics of how to use a smartphone, but also like yeah. it, it's just you're you're putting a lot on your plate. Like I, <laughs> yeah. it, it's possible, but I mean it's like you're starting even further back. That's it's rough. 
Yeah, it happens. You know, yeah. So there's there's some hand holding, you, but that's you okay. You get through it. You get through it. One yeah. of the things I've learned in my very short time using the product, I mean, I've been a Helix owner since probably the fall of last year, and I see a lot of people through the different Facebook groups. How do I do this? I won't do this. And this has never happened to me, and I, I've been lucky. Like I use I use long extension cables with my rack that's back there. I have a USB cable that's 20 feet, and I'm and I'm growing in, and I'm actually running into a hub, and it works no problem. I can update no problem. But I would think my, a piece of advice I'll share, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if you're ever having a problem, your computer's seeing it, you can't update, blah, 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 don't plug it into a hub, use the shortest cable oh, yeah. that you can, oh, right? Yeah. Those kind oh, of common yeah. things. No oh, hub, yeah. no hub. Yeah. And also, like, uh, uh, the thing is people don't realize is when you're using a desktop, mm -hmm. the front the front port USB ports, Are the three? one in the front, those are that's a built-in hub. Okay, oh, yeah, you're so, right, yeah. Because the back... Mm -hmm ports correct uh, are direct to the motherboard while the other ones are a breakout hub to the front so we always say skip i don't know the those condition i don't know the voltage regulation on that yep. go to the back and that's so it was like oh now it works it's like yeah. oh, exactly so just reroute yeah. some things stick your mouse in the front if you want to and you know if you're yeah. short on space right yeah. i mean a lot of the times like the problems are just solved with like getting a new cable you know it like, happens that simple. Yeah. Yep. It's always good to have a couple extra kicking around for sure. You never know. It can yes. be as simple as a cable. That's where we always think, okay, maybe it's a processor. No, it's your cable. It's a dollar yeah. store cable you're using. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that's always a musician thing. It's like you're suddenly you're getting like a little noise. You're checking all your pedals and it's like, oh, nope, I just got a, you know, a pay, like a, my cable's going out. You yeah. Know? It's just, it's always, it's always the cables. That's right. Cables. That's right. So let's talk a little bit about how you guys, into in, in your own world, integrate Helix into your rigs. So tell us if you, either of you have bands, and obviously we see some band gear behind you, but can you share with us how, uh, and, and if you do use Helix in your everyday lives? Mm -hmm. Do you want to go first? Do you want yeah. me to go first? So I can go first. Go first. I can go first. His is, his is a way better. Uh, he uses it a lot more than I do. So mm -hmm. I'm in a band without guitars. Oh, wow. So that's, we start there. It's like a punk band. We have a lot of synthesizers and bass but i play a bass with a lot of effects cool. and i was actually one of those guys who you know i've got a pedal board the helix and the pedal board for me like was just too much i'm more of an hx effects guy because i was using like the dl4 for like some looping stuff and the m9 so for me i'm i'm the guy who integrated like hey i've got these fun boutique pedals that i just you know i'm attached to but I also want to have like all the variety. I'm definitely like an HX effects guy, mm -hmm. and it's fun because it like, for me, I've got enough, uh, I've got enough choices to kind of fill in those gaps where we don't have guitar, you know? Because right. there's sometimes like I've got a, I've got a, you know, suddenly go from playing all like the low end keyboard guy starts playing all those bass notes. I gotta make it high and shiny. Yep. You know, it's like it, it's cool because for me, like I. I I am now that like boutique guy, but also uses the HX effects. I'm the yeah boutique, just like his mustache. <laughs> hey, That's nothing wrong with a cool mustache. <laughs> yeah. Hey. hey, I'm a fan of facial hair. I yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So my uh my band um we actually funny enough me and Jay both play bass in bands. <laughs> cool. So uh uh for my live rig I don't use anything Line Six except for G10. Uh, it is just straight into an MXR DI into a Galleon Kruger uh, 800RB. Okay. Very standard. There's nothing special going on there. Um, but my guitarist uses the Helix that I set up for him <laughs> because he's not so good with effects and whatever. And um, so he uses my amp the was sitting over there, mm -hmm. the Vox AC50, and we just go into the power amp in. And the Helix does all the work, preamp modeling, effects. Um, and I set it up for him because he's not so into doing all that. So sure. I'm like, okay, the button says the song title. When you go to that song, hit that button. Then these five buttons say verse, chorus, solo, and those are the snapshots for that song. And he like, oh, okay, then we make tweaks and adjustments of practice or whatever, yeah. but it's full, it's full on Helix snapshots for sections of the song. And sometimes it gets pretty crazy. And of course I use native for writing for the band and, mm -hmm. um, and for recording and stuff. But most guitars that are recorded are Helix and live it's Helix through a tube amp. How's your, your guitarist? Has he liked it since you've uh, set it up for him? Yeah, he oh, yeah. digs the sound. At first, he wasn't very into Line 6, um, 
uh, he's just a classic, you know, he's like, I got my fender tube. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but now he's like, oh, I get how this works. Yeah. This is Which, easy. <laughs> it's funny because like there's there's times like, uh, you know, when I was trying to get like certain sounds, there's things that like the Helix does that you don't realize it should be easy to do in like real life. But it's just yeah. totally impossible unless you have the Helix. And it's I, I feel it's changing like you know, writing for me and for like, I, I would imagine other bands, like it, it opens you up to do stuff that yeah. like, you know, making changes immediately. It gives you more of a variety when you're writing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, it's super helpful. You know, something that's really cool is my, the one fellow I mentioned, he's a friend of mine here. He's at the top of the show. He made a comment, Carlos Santon. He's about my age, 50 years old. And I, as far as I know, he's never written a song in his life and he got a Helix and he sent me like the soon like a day or two after getting a Helix, he was writing his very first song. He sent he sent me an email saying, "I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't even know how to necessarily complete it, but I've written my first song." And th- I think that's pretty awesome itself that a piece of technology has has brought out some something that maybe never would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think also like just the interface alone makes it easier because like when you're sitting down to do something that's creative any kind of roadblock that you hit like you know just getting something right if you're obsessing on you know changing stuff if the interface isn't super user friendly i feel like that can just kind of hinder that creativity because you just want to sit down you want to make what you want to make and you want to go straight forward and i think like for me personally the helix the ease of use has definitely made it easier for me to like write stuff and to get to what's in my brain quicker yes. whereas before like you know you're sw- you're trying to figure out the right combo of pedals you want something but you can't quite get it and you kind of get frustrated and then i would just give up and never write the song yeah yeah don't give up so easily jay i i all the time That's <laughs> stop giving up <laughs> when inspiration hits i mean we we get that yeah. we get that thing sometimes we all lead busy lives and inspiration hits you and if we're not audio engineers like most of us aren't uh, myself, I'm using, for example, I don't know, I'm not sure if you're all background, but, um, you know, you don't want to be micing up a cabinet trying to get this by the time you get it done. It's like, you know what? Screw it. I, I don't even want to play anymore. Whereas you right. get yeah. the idea, you plug in, you got your favorite patch. The only thing that's changed from yesterday from that patch to today is maybe your attitude, um, you know, good mood, bad mood, whatever. But it's been a blessing for me as well, too. And I did not want to like the Helix product. I did. I, I was like, okay, I, I don't want to like this thing. And I got it. And it's. Um, I sometimes have to like blow off some dust on my tube amps back there, unless I'm running them in conjunction with Helix. Um, I, I love it to death. I really do. There you go. Yeah. We fe- people fear change, man. Like that's they like do. the thing. Like we've as like it's weird because like a lot of the stuff that people are excited about as far as like instruments, like we have this weird obsession with older is better. You know, yep. like somehow they did it right way back then. So like vintage guitars, vintage amps, we obsess over that and new stuff. Well, it can't be the same because they didn't put as much like love into it. But like once you kind of get over that and you realize like what it opens up to. Yeah, you, I-, I challenge anybody to take a Fender Strat from the 60s mm-hmm. and compare it to what a Fender Strat like American sounds now. Mm-hmm. That one from the 60s does not sound very good. No, but you, you'll still <laughs> uh, That's my opinion. Yeah. I know there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to disagree with me there, but the old guitars from the 50s and 60s i don't think they sound that great yeah i think there's like a unique sound to them and like there's also that like nostalgia oh unique as in thin and wispy and lame yeah exactly some people like it i mean there's that thing it's like you know music wise it's so subjective some or objective subjective i use that subjective subjective objectively subjective yeah uh you know it's that you, you, some people like that that specific noise that tone and it might not be the greatest but you yeah. it reminds you of that song that you loved when you were like 13 you know? nostalgia is a hell of a drug man. oh yeah I, I agree 100%. And I wish if it wasn't for copyright issues, I would have loved to just uh, overlay a nice little montage there when you're talking about um, people fear change. And it brings me back to Wayne's world. Remember uh, Garth, <laughs> yes. Garth and Wayne's world yeah. where Benjamin's coming down. He's got the camera down. on his head. Yeah. And yeah, he's building that robotic arm, whatever. And he's like, Benjamin, he's, we're going to change some things on the show. And I fear change. And he's hitting the, that ham with the hammer, whatever. <laughs> We fear change. Oh, we man. fear change. That was absolutely hilarious. So we are just a few moments away from wrapping up the show. I just want to go back over to a few more comments here real quickly. Uh, the Bar Star is here uh, saying, hey, Gary Davlin mentioned he has two amplified TTs and loves them. They sound really good through 8-inch JBL monitors. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nice. Um, and Larry Olson says, sounds like a, a cool product. Uh, might get it. Uh, Will from Guitar News Network is here saying, hello, everyone. Sorry we're late. 
um, and uh, Ricky Mize, I believe. And here again is a, is a Rikai Mizi. Uh, we were talking, we we're joking earlier about my pronunciations. I'm, I'm going to go with Ricky Mize. I think it is. Um, if I can get Jay Richardson wrong, I can get just about anything wrong. Uh, hello from Steedman, Missouri. Uh, thanks for ch- uh, jumping in, Ricky. I was just teasing with the name for sure. Uh, Draw with Beekter is here saying yellow. Single Coil Lover is here as well, too. Single Coil Lover and Humbucker Lover are uh, a couple. Kind of a cool uh, combination. Aww. Yeah, isn't that neat? So sweet. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see if I miss anyone else here. Uh, Terry's here. Uh, Terry's GG&G saying uh, I made it. Um, and uh, he says he's not a mod here. He's a mod. And I want you to be a mod eventually here, buddy. He's a mod on Pixie Licks or Steve from Boston and Tone King and uh, everybody. He's, a, he's everyone who does a podcast. He's a moderator. Uh, Chris Jones, Carl, that's when you grab the acoustic and give up. What was he saying? Uh, I once tore apart my entire, my whole rig, redid the entire setup because it wasn't working. Didn't plug my cable into my guitar. It took me an afternoon to discover that. And that, that there happens. There you go. I think that's we've happens. all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Totally. totally. It, it's embarrassing. And you know what the nice thing is? Oh, you did it in your own home and you weren't at a gig and you didn't have to have that embarrassment because that happens too. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, Carl Sanders is all working on, uh, still working on that song, Eric. He says, making progress. And uh, sounds like that was, sounds like this was a great episode. That's from Terry. He's jumping at the last minute. Um, and it's really funny that you guys both mentioned that you're bass players. And Brandon coming on next week, uh, uh, talking about the power caps. He's a bassist too, right? Yeah, yeah. He actually plays a little guitar, but he's not, he, I know he plays guitar, but he won't say he does. Right, right. Um, but he is a very good bass player. Uh, he played in that band Necrogoblicon. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's very good. We're punk bass players. Yes. Okay. So we we play hard and fast and sloppy. Um, and I I, yeah. I actually play bass like I wish I could play guitar. So I mean, I I try real hard to be a guitar player, but with yeah. just four strings. And, and my band is uh, uh it has a, a girl singer and a lot of synthesizers in it. Okay. So the bass is almost unnecessary <laughs> so i mean i could be easily replaced by a synth and nobody would notice yeah but s- since i write all the music um i force myself as the bass player so i could be on stage i like that <laughs> well do me do me a favor later on too over the over the overnight or whatever we're all in an email thread here send me some links to both your channels i'd really like to see like your you know, not oh, necessarily your channels oh we lost you. oh we we're you okay you got me oh well i'm gonna say for jay do you want me to say it now or do, what yeah go ahead i lost you for a second yeah go ahead tell, okay. tell us some links his band is called Danger Friends, mm-hmm. and you say my band because I don't oh, want to say my own I band's name. I forgot your band's no, Wild Year. His band's Wild Year, and we're both going to just talk yeah. about how much we love each other's bands. His uh, band is great. Yeah, his band is awesome. His I, band's better than my band. I disagree. His band's way more listenable <laughs> and marketable. He's going to be a big star. It's going to be great. Yeah, we're both on Spotify. Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. good. Danger Friends and Wild Year. Yeah, although I would recommend uh, for my band, look up the YouTube video because it makes us look less uh, aggressive and more charming. Okay. We have a video called Zeros. So Danger yeah, Friends, yeah. Zeros. The song's like a minute 30, so it's over before you hate us. So, <laughs> I mean, it's worth checking out. Punk, punk bands, it goes fast, doesn't it? The music is oh, like, yeah. Boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, yeah. 12 songs, and it's like 17 minutes long. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take the last minute and a half of the show here. And just with a huge product announcement last week, and this will be a good teaser for next week's episode when Brandon comes on, the Power Cabs. I mean, that was uh, obviously you guys have known that about that for some, some time. Some beta yes. testers out there using it as well, too. Uh, it really took the industry by storm. Uh, price point is is absolutely amazing. Just kind of share your thoughts on number one, getting that product release out there, and then what the reaction's been from the community on them, and maybe just in a, in a nutshell to explain what they are. Well, the Power Cab is a FRFR speaker. It is going to be your all-in-one solution for amplifying your modeler. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to say this: marketing did not want to use our slogan. That me and Jay came up with. <laughs> I forgot about this. At NAM. At NAM, we said you guys need to advertise as the Line Six Power Cab. We'd like to hook up with models. Yeah. That and was, they said no. They, they said, and I said, fine. You know, it's too provocative. I get it. We are <laughs> too we push, it's too edgy. But it's going to be, uh, you know, you can load IRs into the Plus version. Um, otherwise, it's also not just FRFR because it's flat, but it is speaker modeling. Mm-hmm. So it acts like a powered. Celestian or Jensen or whatever speaker is needed for your rig, you know, and it's, it's I don't not, know, it, it's it, rad. It's, it's filling a hole in the market, you know. It yeah, is. Yeah, I sure. think it's, more, it's way more capable than the Friedman or the Mission Engineering. Sorry, guys, those are great, but sorry, ours is better. 
<laughs> I, I, that's what a lot of people are saying right now. So if someone like myself wants to run in stereo, um, like I'm running right now, I'm using some Aris, uh, Personas Aris E8s, uh, and it sounds really, very, really nice. I love it. But if I wanted to run stereo, I would need two of those, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're mono, so um, you can hook up to one and L6 link digital the two together, or you can L6 link the whole chain if you got a helix. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. Then you can uh, then you can pan them, put them on one side of the stage, you know. Oh, that's wicked. And they're shipping. Yeah. They're they should be in stores by May. Is that correct? If I had that right? Yeah, I think the date is should be shipping the. I don't know. You know I, I don't want to say. Know, yeah, I, I could be wrong. To it. It's funny because I I would have known if I was still in sales ops. I would have been like, well, it's going to hit the stores. But I yeah, left. I don't know. I left. Now I don't know. I'm totally in the dark. <laughs> yeah, they're taking they're taking pre-orders at Sweetwater, though. I do know that. Okay, fantastic. That's that's definitely going to be taking the industry by storm. And I'll be doing a review on them coming up in the next month or so as well, too. So I'm really looking forward to that because I'm sold. I'm totally sold on the idea and the fact that I'm, I, I'm on one of these guys. I can just run Helix directly with nothing else. So I can imagine what that's going to be like. It's going to open up a whole new world to me. Yeah. yeah. A whole new world. That's don't right. you dare close your eyes. Yeah, don't do it. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't say it. That's Disney. Yeah. We can't Uh-oh. sing that. Right. Stop Oop. it. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, better stop. I, I already get attacked for copyright on this channel as it is. The other day, I was, aware, <laughs> I, was I, I took a picture. I was about to go deliver a guitar to somebody, and I had an Eruption shirt on. And every time I play Eruption on this channel, I, only Eruption, I get nailed. So I had an Erupty. I'm going to make a, a special a special edition Erupty t-shirt, so I can't even say oh, Eruption. There you go. So I'm probably flagged right now for saying the word. So The algorithms pick up on Eruption really well because there's only one instrument. What's your shirt? Tears yeah. for Fear? Mine's a, I'm wearing a Tears for Fear shirt. I'm wearing a Rigs of Doom shirt. I, I think I'm okay. Yeah, you should Tears be okay. Tears for Fear, I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, this has been absolutely fantastic. We couldn't have ended this. Hold better. on, hold on, hold yeah. on. I got something for you guys. We okay. have a special thing. I oh, something. I know what this yeah, is. Yeah. I know what yeah. this, this is. is uh, this is a, a, a prototype Line 6 product that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, it did happen. It just happened. changed the name. Hold on. Well, we, wanted, we wanted it to be extra special. We've got, we wanted our listeners to uh, feel extra special on our episode. We wanted to contribute something. Thank you. So here's what we got. Okay, I'm going to try and be this? cameraman here. Uh, oh, the... Turn it over. Turn it over here. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, can you guys tell what this is? We can see it really well. Okay, so this is, uh, you guys would know this as a DT5112, but it's not the right colors. It's black. This is actually a Lotus 112, because before it was called DT, the prototype name was Lotus. And we turn it on, and you can see this guy. I'm going to try to zoom you in. It has a Lotus logo on there. Oh, that's wicked. Oh, no, we just unplugged something. No, we're good. I think we're still good. Oh, it's just power. See it? The lotus lights up. Very well. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so this is this is the DT50. It's a 112, you know, the Bogner as we know, but they were black, and they were originally going to be called Lotus. Okay. There's less than five of these, and I need new tubes. <laughs> <laughs> There's less. I think there's less than five of these in existence, and as you can see, there's no Line Six badge because it was a prototype. They never put one on. Right. But yeah. So I don't know if you guys have. You can see that. But yeah. there you go. There you go. That's the uh, Line Six. The, Thank uh, you so much for sharing that with us. That's nice. I lost my chair, so I'm gonna sit on the floor. <laughs> you can sit on your hand. <laughs> no, that's perfect, guys. Thank you so much for the exclusive on that. That's really nice. I, I love to see that. And it's still with the fans for sure. There you go. Well, listen, so, I want to thank you both sincerely for joining me today and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job over there. It's an inspiration to me as well, too. I love it. I not only love the product, but I love the show. And uh, it's quite humorous. And we all need some laughter in our everyday lives. So I want to I want to say a couple of things about the podcast. Um, we're slightly going to change formats okay. where we used to do one episode a month. And we're going to change it to two episodes a month, but they're going to be split, as in there's going to be the artist interview episode, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be the question and answer tech-based episode. So we're going to split them up because we realize the episodes are coming out too long. <laughs> almost two hours they're almost like an hour and 45 yeah. minutes. So we we're going to do sort of two shows. Yeah. That's good. Um, we're going we're to record uh, the next episode next week and release it real soon. So if you haven't got any questions, what's the email, Jay? Uh, I don't know. I've never emailed us. Such oh, a dork. Uh, line six, <laughs> podca- was it po- line six yeah. podcast? No, no, no. Pod- podcast at line six dot com. Podcast, podcast at line six dot com. We're gonna uh, uh, record our next episode next week, and that's gonna be this sort of uh, question and answer mm-hmm. tech discussion um, episode. And that one's gonna be a little shorter, like maybe like 
25 minutes, a half hour, so we can separate that from the long-form artist interviews. Because yeah. our next interview is big. It's oh, cool. Super, so, it's super long, too. Yeah, that's why we decided, oh, this interview is an hour and a half, so we cannot do that. And the other one will be a two-hour episode. No. So we're splitting, th we're splitting things up to have mm -hmm. more content. But we really want people to submit their tones. That's mm -hmm. been really cool Send when we your, play. Your, uh, yeah, we play. Patches. Yeah, we'll play like a patch of yours, mm -hmm. and then we'll up the patch to custom tone. People can download it, and you get a sound example. Any weird tech questions you got about like how this product came to be, mm -hmm. why this product is what it is, whatever you want, weird circumstances that you guys might want to use things. And we'll bring in other experts from the company to answer stuff. And yeah. So yeah. remember, we can bug the people in the office to answer questions. You can't. We yeah. can. So use us so we can use them. Yeah, that's great. You definitely get the, the, the info right from the source. So we're, we're obviously right. luxury to have that. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, listen, I, I th want to thank you both once again and tune in again next week. Obviously, same time, same channel. Uh, when Brandon's going to be here talking about the PowerCast, pretty much the entire episode is going to be dedicated to that. And I, I know there's going to be a lot of people interested because there's been people sitting on the fence wanting to buy uh, you know, speakers. And the pricing has been astronomical for some brands uh, and everywhere in between for others. And I think this is an affordable solution made for made with Helix in mind. Keep that in mind. It was made with Helix in mind. So yes, absolutely fantastic. Yes. Gentlemen, we will yeah. also goodbye to you off the air, so don't uh, don't jump away. I'll say uh, goodbye okay. to you there, and just want to thank you once again. This has been a great uh, afternoon, and I know you, uh, Will, you're off to an event uh, right immediately uh, right after this. So I wish you the best. Uh, an event, that. yeah, that makes me sound so professional. <laughs> Man, I got a baseball game to play. Hey, it's an event, right? Concert. And to be honest with you, yeah, it is. With my short-term memory, I forgot what it was, so I was safe by saying <laughs> event. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to be at the field in 45 minutes. That's right. So I'm going to let you go and get on there. So everyone, yeah. thank you so very much for uh, tuning in for episode four of the Helix Hour. We're back again next week, and uh, we're looking forward to it. There won't be a uh, EVH and Gear TV episode next Friday because uh, Junior and I will be hanging with Sons of Apollo in Toronto, and we're going to be documenting that uh, for the for the channel as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. And a big, big time, big time Helix user, Mr. Billy Sheehan. Oh, yeah, Billy. He's yeah. a man. Yeah, so we're gonna, I want to get a real close-up on stage of his, Rick, so that's going to be fun. So, everyone, have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the rest of the evening. If you're here in Ontario, Canada, where I'm from, uh, be safe because it is very bad out there. Uh, getting text messages as we speak that, um, that the power is probably going to be going out. So, anyways, I'll say goodbye to you off the air. Everyone, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you for watching this edition of the Helix Hour. See you real soon. Line6.com and the podcast Thanks, links down below. Bye. Cheers. Hey, EVH Gear TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. There are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at evhgeardiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.